All right, so welcome everybody to the podcast. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting podcast because uh, <laughs> I don't know where it's going to go, honestly. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna see where this takes us. It's the Joshua Munones podcast, probably the best podcast in the universe. It's the Joshua Munones podcast, hey maybe just the best in the RJV. It's the Joshua Munones podcast. Yeah, we got some alcohol involved, and uh, so go ahead and introduce yourselves. Why I pour us a drink of a 25-year-old Armagnac, which is a French brandy. I am. Uh... I'm Gregorio Garza Jr., the composer, and uh, Arsal is the artist, and uh, my good friend here is a local celebrity, uh, Big Vicious, I want to say hi to the good people. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Victor Rivera here from the residency of McAllen, Texas. You know what's very funny is, is Vic seems very nervous. I am. I don't think right I've now. ever seen you like this. If dude. you can only feel my palms right now, Josh. <laughs> Niagara Falls. All right, well, so here we go. Uh, cheers, boys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, drinking or what? Why? I had a late night last night. What'd you drink? We had a late night last night. But I'm okay, bud. But you drink all the time. Yeah, I do, man, but we kind of overdid it last night. How many beers did you drink? Four Millers. But the big ones, though. It was like the big, big ones. The 12 ounce no, no, Millers? Like 16 ounces, 60 ounces. I don't know what it was. 16 but ounces isn't that much. It is. If you really do the math, obviously you don't know a lot of math like I do. But uh, if you add up those ounces, it's like an 18 pack. So I did that by myself. Wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Four 16 ounces is not an 18 pack. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know if it was like 16 ounces or 60 ounces. I, I can't remember. I don't even think they make 60 ounce Miller Lights, honestly. Like, like you said, you don't drink as much as I do. <laughs> that is true. So, so you're not going to drink at all? No, no, no. All right. Okay. Well, you're passing up on 25-year-old Armagnac. Ooh. That's how long you've had it? Yeah. No, no. It's, it's, it's older than both of my children's ages combined. It's older than me. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. So cheers, cheers. Because I've been holding off this bottle for a very long time. I want to taste it. Mm. That's actually really good. It's really smooth. Even though it's 25 years old? 25 years old. It it barks in the beginning, but then it goes on. Okay, here it comes back up. Okay. Does it taste better than uh, blackened? Nah. Really? Yeah, I would say blackened is a little bit smoother, but... It, it barks at you right right at the very beginning, then it smooths out, and then boom, it hits you one more time as it's going down your esophagus. For, uh, those, for those that don't know, Blackened is the uh, Metallica whiskey bourbon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you sure you don't want any of this 25-year-old Armagnac? No. It's really good. I've been saving it for I, a very special occasion, and we've been going through a, a shitstorm <laughs> that's known as the coronavirus. Yeah. And the day I decide to open it up, we got one refusal. Look, look what I'm drinking. Bro. I'm drinking Red Bull. This is like my fifth one. Um, and I'm still... All right, uh, right. Water, you know what I mean? All right, all right, all right. So, so whatever. So, Vic, you 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 did a very vague intro, dude. You got to give yeah. us a little bit more, man. Uh, like, why why are you so nervous? 
I don't know. I think it's the cameras. I'm not used to this. I'm used to performing for all my friends, whether it's dances. But you've uh, played South by Southwest Mexico, bro. Yeah, but you also understand how nervous I was then. I have to get real loaded. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, you might want to tell the story. Yeah. So uh, uh, from for Arsales, uh, we, did, uh, we got to do South by Southwest twice. Uh, shout out to our boy Lobo, who I got us in. So the first year we went and Victor performs with us in big festivals uh, <laughs> just because we need another good looking face. Yeah, right. oh. But he's not that good looking because obviously you can't get distracted from looking at me. He has, he has good stage presence. <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I guess you can say that. <laughs> to, say, to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. No, nah, man. But uh, we were playing and we had a little green room uh, that they prepared for us and it's literally coolers full of booze yeah and we did our set that we got asked to do and i guess it was going so well that the guy was like hey uh do another like 15 minutes <laughs> so we look at each other and josh plays drums for silence and the lead vocalist we got frank Muniz on bass and we play locally we've done a lot of shows together so we know a lot of covers so we thought oh, we'll just do a little mix that we do where we kind of implement um cumbia reggaeton and all that together and uh, so we look at Vic, and Vic doesn't know anything but the original songs <laughs> that we've already kind of finished playing. But you also, you kind of left out the part that because we're playing such a big stage and because we're in front of so many people, just like what's going on right now, mm-hmm. I get incredibly nervous yeah, and yeah. I start drinking excessively, right, right. more than what doctors recommend. Right, right. right. <laughs> so what I tell them is like, bro, you do not know these songs, I'm, and I'm not going to want like you to mute your guitar and pretend like you're playing because it's not by Southwest people are gonna know <laughs> so I tell them go down to the stage mm-hmm. let us do like two songs together or three songs together and then on the last song we'll do an original song and uh, we'll, we'll end with that he goes fine <laughs> he goes into the bottom of the stage that's a huge stage too and while we were there we had uh, our boy Luis Guerra who was taking <laughs> pictures for us it was Texas from what? Texas what? uh Shirts. They were shirt a shirt company. I forgot what it was called. Something Texas. Texas made no. Nah, man, I forgot to. But anyways, keep going. We'll, we'll remember. The company probably went under. So. <laughs> so, uh, so he goes down to the stage and he's taking pictures of everything we're doing. And uh, after we finished the show, like he showed us pictures and he like, just just in the bottom of the stage, kind of like all pissed off. <laughs> his in his hand, like pissed off, like what the hell? They threw me out of the stage or whatever. <laughs> And then we do one song, and within the two-minute mark of the first song that we did without Victor, Victor says, screw this, and was back on top of the stage with no guitar, and yeah. starts dancing. <laughs> we're looking at each other like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he goes, there's no fucking way I'm not going to have, can we cuss? Yeah, he cuss. <laughs> fucking badass. Um, so yeah, like, there's no fucking way he can be by himself. And he had to get up on stage and dance like an idiot. So these guys always uh, say that I laugh at everything, which is true. But only I think it's only from you guys because you two together, <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, we're extremely hilarious. <laughs> extremely hilarious. But it's weird, man, because like whenever we drink, like last night, we get... Four, four beers, by the way. Wait, you're 60 ounces of Miller's. And Miller's is a, it's a pretty strong beer. 60. As as far as I know, Miller Light, right? Miller Light. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the light is just 
the brand name it's it has code. nothing to do it's not light at all it's code for extra strong yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 ounces 60 ounces that's 240 ounces of beer yeah, do the math that's a, it's, like, it's like two 18 packs <laughs> two 18 packs though. anyway but once we get so drunk we start talking about like crazy weird you know instead of like oh man i'm so drunk whatever we actually get into like cool topics talking about space and and uh, existential bummers and for those that don't know existential bummers are it's like you're having a great time at a party like we were and then you run out of beer that's uh, it's a bummer it's an existential bummer and uh or like how horses are weird how some horses have black and white stripes and then other <laughs> horses charge you for sex <laughs> These are grown adult yeah. conversations, by yeah. the way. Wait, didn't yesterday? Didn't you mention something about how you thought you th- you you've seen some YouTube videos, and you were convinced that not the Earth is flat, but you think that the Moon is flat? I yep. think I believe you mentioning something about. No, I would never say that. <laughs> Y'all are conspiracy theorists. Yeah. That, do you do you like conspiracy theories? I think they're pretty ridiculous. But we we, we literally talked about that last night. Yeah. Huh? We have a couple of friends plug in here. Uh, to our, <laughs> shout out to our friends Mando Rangel and uh, Hernan Mireles, <laughs> who for any little thing will find conspiracy in anything that happens. But um, yes, we were talking about that, and it went on for like about an hour. How for some reason he switched it up on me, and he was saying that I was a conspiracist. <laughs> yeah. <and I'm> not. <laughs> but the Earth is round. Uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but this is the first time that we've done a podcast together. We were supposed to do this a long time long ago. Time it just ago. never happened. And then the whole coronavirus <laughs> happened. And then... Yeah. And so I said to I, myself, I'm, I don't have anything to do, to do today. So <laughs> might as well. But. So uh, I think uh, a while back he had, he had approached me. Or his people had approached my people. That's the way it works. Even though he plays drums for me. Yeah. Um, Still got to get to me somehow, man. <laughs> and uh, he goes, we should do a podcast. It should be uncensored. Like not really about music. Just kind of talking and... You know, uncensored, unfiltered. You can you can do and say whatever you want. You can cuss. I'm like fucking badass. And uh, I've seen the the guests that he's had before, and mind you, he's legit, right? Like he's had very important people, and then he wanted me here, and it's he's almost treating me like if I'm like a circus animal. Yeah. I want you to get out of the cage, dance, monkey just, dance, right? And I knew he was serious because I told him, "Hey, is there, is there any way?" Because I'm, I'm not sure if you put captions in the bottom. Do we have captions right now? We could have captions. <laughs> but you just give me more work. Okay. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> so I've seen uh, you have like a scientist or you have like a, a physicist or whatever. <laughs> physicist. And uh, I told him, hey, it'd be kind of cool if you can. Can you put that I'm a scientist or a doctor or something? He was like, well, you're not. So I can't do that. Just so I was like, oh, wow, respect. Because he... He actually has respect. Just put it underneath him, platypus wing. <laughs> I honestly don't remember the conversation at all. <laughs> but, but but let's talk about the coronavirus. Yeah. Like, isn't it fucking crazy? Literally fucking crazy. Wake, what's going on? Yeah, I wake up every day at two thirty p.m. and I'm thinking. Two thirty. This is historical. <laughs> this is historical. You know what I mean? Like that. I'm used to waking up at four. I'm now waking up at two. This is crazy. Because I'm bored of sleeping so much. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is because you go to the stores, you see the people are protected and whatever, and and this has never happened. They put the economy on hold, which is yeah. crazy. This has never happened in our lifetime. So it, it's kind of weird. What affects a ton of people? I know. I know. I lost half of my clients. Mm-hmm. What did it do in your industry yeah. and yours? Yeah. 
Uh, well, you, you call them clients? Clients. I, I call my fans. Um, <laughs> I lost a lot of them. I probably lost some more than by saying that. <laughs> now, so it's weird because I never like to think... I never like to think of having fans because I'm still not. I mean, I'm famous, but Nobody I'm not like hugely famous. Like I'm not. You're famous in certain circles. I'm not menudo. <laughs> I mean, like I'm not menudo yet. Or <laughs> uh, I, so I always call them like I guess people that follow me, followers. Whatever. Followers. It, I shouldn't say that either because the, the Messiah has followers. But uh, I'm not <laughs> saying the Messiah either. I'm not even saying Jesus that either. Christ. Before you take it, then. But but in all honesty, honesty, like you are one of my favorite artists in the real world valley like there's there's a lot of phenomenal artists thank you 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 write really well you sing really well and you've been doing it for a fuck long yeah. time it's not because i play with you that i get used to the songs but it really is like it's you have a certain style that resonates with the real grand valley culture yeah. i'm not stroking your ego because no, 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 no. Well, you already get enough of that no, 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 you no, do it no, enough no, for no. yourself <laughs> But in all honesty, it's true. Like I, I mean, how many artists do you see in the valley that are pushing out content I've, at his quality? I've told him several times. That he's so so. People that don't know, he's actually my best friend. I've known him since forever, and I've told him several times that nobody in the valley does what he does. And like I said, I hate hate. That's one of the worst things <laughs> that I hate to do is to compliment him ever. So when it comes out, when I tell him that I, I I'm being sincere right. and that. And what Josh just said, that he's probably one of the person that pushes the most content down here and represents the valley and our Mexican culture very well. Right. There, there's, a, there's a couple of artists. Uh, Ram Danesi would be uh, one of them. Lauren Corsin would be another one. Uh, Magali de la Rosa, I actually played guitar uh, for her project and uh, wrote a song for her, too. So there's a couple of artists that are doing it, but uh, not as much. But uh, like I said, the way this quarantine has kind of affected me... Uh, I wanted to talk about how, I know you asked Lauren, mm-hmm. how she's dealing with the whole quarantine and whether uh, are you going to be pushing out more Facebook videos and stuff like that. And uh, I tried it. I've done it a couple of times. We did one, like a stupid one. We called it uh, Sofa Talk. Remember that? Yeah. yeah and then from there, I just started doing <laughs> actual music stuff, right? But, uh, and we'll talk about that later. But, uh yeah, I guess I, I am one of the people that are pushing certain things. I, I like to keep myself pretty busy. So what I've done through the whole quarantine thing is try to stay creative, if anything, because of the whole um, you're bored and there's nothing to do. You're not going to your gigs. You're not performing. You're not getting paid. So I started doing funny videos. So I go as Arsales, uh, which is music or whatever. And then I have Gregorio Garza Jr., which is I compose stuff. I've done some stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Um I'm actually working on a jingle for one of my good friends, whose name I won't say, because he's not paying me for it. Um, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. It's gonna be a lot. <laughs> but uh, but until, so you, until you get that paycheck, yeah, then we can get that. Then you can name drop. Yeah. yeah. By the way, if anybody wants to sponsor this podcast, yeah. oh yeah, no free pub, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> no free pub. No, definitely not. But this is <laughs> very delicious. What is this? It's Red Bull. Did you? That's water. That's water. Let me see. So you're still not drinking. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Interesting. So, Vic. I'm not yeah. sure if you remember. I told you that I drank a lot, and you're trying to push it on me. And Four. Four Miller Lights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Four Miller Lights. All right. Cool, man. Whatever. So, Vic, how did it ruin your industry? Um. So, I can't, I can't actually. <laughs> I can't. 
What are you doing here? No, you can't. No, you can't smoke in here, man. Your producer told me I can smoke in here. My producer had off today. Joseph. Joseph, right? So your industry. But if I want to smoke them, they're very delicious. So uh, I can't necessarily because this might go online. I can't say where I work at, but it did significantly uh, impact uh, the business, the uh, job in which I work in. Um, to the point that the thing is that I stay working. I've been working this whole time because we're considered an essential business. Mm-hmm. But it, I want to say easily about 70% of our business went down, Damn. but I still kept my job, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I run a store, but even mine, uh, a couple of other cities stores got closed down and we got consolidated into different pods, but we're still working. The, I mean, as you can tell, just like how the rest of the, the economy is uh, starting, to come back. starting to come back, you can tell with the percentage of bu- our business is just the same way, but we never, we never actually ended up closing. So, I feel for these people that like, uh, you know, people in the service industry uh, that got impacted immensely, people that just got furloughed or lost their jobs. Like, I can never, ever, ever, ever complain about my job ever again, because I mean, I that was tough seeing a lot of my friends, including this guy, going through a little rough patch. What do you think about that? Because Governor Abbott wants to open up Texas. Uh And at the same time, there's on one hand, you open up Texas, you you get the economy stimulated. There's the other hand where you open up everything, people get sick, and they die. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? So where, where do you fall? Do you think you should open up businesses, let people get sick, and then let it like the flu? No, I mean, I mean, it, uh, considering everything, obviously, no life is worth any dollar sign, I think. Uh, but look, the way somebody kind of painted it to me was this. Uh, look at HEB, ourselves, my company, uh, Walmart. They stayed open while this was all going through. How come we can't take the exact same measures that HEB, our company, Walmart, Eric Stripes, why can't we take those measures and just apply it to every other sense of the business so that everybody else can open up but in a very restricted manner? Right. I think that's what's going on now because yeah. when I went to go cut my hair in the morning, you have six feet apart. You have to wear your masks. Mm-hmm. You have to wear gloves and all that stuff. So yeah. Was she it's cutting slowly... your hair six feet apart too? <laughs> <laughs> right with a little stick. But it was a weird feeling because I hadn't walked into a, a haircut place in a month and a half, two really? months. So my hair was all nasty and everything. It finally got nice and... Thank but, God. <laughs> I, I was supposed to get an haircut today. Uh, but like I said, I got road drunk last night. Uh, <laughs> I was supposed to... I had an appointment at 10, 10 a.m. with my boy, uh, Gumbia, who runs uh, Clipper G's. I did not wake up, obviously, because my phone died. I forgot. I got so drunk that I forgot to connect my phone. So I woke up late. But I would have had an awesome haircut right now. <laughs> Perhaps. So, but yeah, you, you've missed flights before, too. <laughs> Two gigs uh, do, in, do in other states. Yeah, other states. <laughs> so you all, you too, you, you've missed flights when you're coming back from Cancun or something. No, from Where Colorado. From Colorado. But okay, okay. So there's a difference. He just has poor time management, as you, <laughs> and you very much well know, right? Me, it's just that I'm an idiot. I, there's no other excuse oh, that I can't yeah. read things properly. And I thought our flight left at a certain time, so I missed my flight because I thought. Oh, my flight leaves at 7.15 when my actual ticket said left at 6.15. Yeah, yeah. So by the time we got there, it was too late. And that's why I... See, 
I miss my flag because I'm an idiot. You miss your flag because you can't manage your time more. Yeah, but <laughs> I was ready. It's not like I was like late because in Colorado. Like, oh, you know what? I'll just I'll just pack late. The no, Colorado I, one? No, to uh, Dubuque. To Dubuque. Yeah, we had a show and. Dubuque, Iowa for a film Jacob. festival. Hold on, hold on. Let, let me stop you right there because he always does this. Every time uh, he's late, he says, "Dude, I was ready," but was some ready. some <laughs> act of nature uh, prevented you, provoked you from from getting there on time. Well, maybe I did it on purpose because you always say that. Obviously, <laughs> hey, that didn't affect me. That's your band that was. Hey, no, we. I didn't even worry about it because Frank was like, "Hey, what are we gonna do?" It's like, dude, we're, we're, <laughs> where what you make me. <laughs> You pull that beer from, dude. <laughs> wow. My like 60 ounce lines. 16, 16, 16, 1 6, right? 60. Josh, do you know where the beer wench is at or no? Beer wench. <laughs> see, see, she'll come. <laughs> so, so when we got to the airport, right? Yeah. We're going to Dubuque, Iowa. Shout out to all our friends out there. Oh, yeah. Um, what are y'all doing over there? We're, we're, they postponed it till when? Yeah, so we were supposed to play April 26th. Second, that yeah. not April twenty fourth to the 29th or twenty seventh, something like that. But uh, they switched it because of the whole, obviously, the pandemic. That's mm-hmm. They switched it to uh, it June June seventeenth to the twenty second. Okay. So we last year when we got to the airport, Frank was there. as like, hey, what are we gonna do without Greg? I was like, dude, Greg's a grown ass <laughs> man, yeah. bro. I, like, I we're going. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't say, you know what? We'll miss our flights. That way, they can hell. No, dude, I'm a grown ass man too, man. <laughs> when they landed, because I got there what eight, nine hours late. Yeah, ten hours late. Sounds about right. Yeah, what time did you guys get there? I don't even remember, dude. Josh, so dude. I get there and I was like, oh, my boys are gonna be there holding a sign that says a saddle. We were already drinking and eating burgers. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, you, do, do you ever have to do this? Like we, I do this frequently because, like I said, I've known them for such a long time. I lie about what time our events are at. Like I, I, I throw them like about three hours before so they can get there on time. So if I have something going on at 5 p.m., I'll tell them, dude, we're starting at 2. Make sure you're there on time. And sure enough, he'll get right at 5. Yeah, with certain people I do. <laughs> yeah. But he, he's the one that books them off. So. <laughs> <laughs> and naturally, I'm always early or on time. So I just, you know, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, I know you are. You're very good with, with time. Always. It's like yesterday uh, I said a word and I really impressed Victor by saying it. I said accountability. <laughs> I have none of that. So when it comes to time, I feel like, well, I'm an artist, so they should know that it doesn't matter whether I come late or not because I have no accountability and because I'm an artist. <laughs> that, that's We actually had like about an hour conversation about how the difference between being an artist and being a musician and the, our conversations get a little wacky. Wait, okay, so what's the difference between we, an artist okay. and a musician? So I was, just, I was just letting him roll, you know, the way I kind of just let him oh, yeah. talk. Uh, apparently, according to Greg, it's because he's published. He's considered oh, right. an actual artist. <laughs> right, right. And I was like, okay, so if I was to draw a stick figure, I pay <laughs> to get published. Right. I'm just as much as an artist as you are by definition. Well, no, well, we, we said professional artist, which means you have to get paid in order to be considered professional. Do you have to get paid once or you have to get yeah, paid multiple times? Even if it's just once. But when we started talking about art, and there's a very thin line, and I have a lot of artist friends. I'm not saying anything bad. <laughs> and this is not a silence talking right now. It's <laughs> Greg, whatever, right? That, that fucking loser. Right, so when it comes to music, like I, I have to distribute my music through CD Baby and it gets to, you know, 
iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, all that good stuff. Arsales.com. Um, <laughs> Hey, you when can, it comes, you it comes, can mention yourself. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can name drop yourself. So, uh, is it here? Is it right now? Is it here? <laughs> Arsales.com. Okay, so right there. I'm assuming here it probably says Arsales slash Gregorio Garza Jr., the no, composer. No, Pat at the end. And then, like, genius musician in the bottom or something like that. Probably. Am I covering it? Or? No, you're good. You're good. Am I going through the letters right now? So, artist and musician. Genius musician, yes. So this um, this is one of the debates I've always had for a long time. Because in in my world, you're a videographer, photographer. When can you consider yourself a photographer? A professional. Yeah. Well, for, for, professional means that you get paid for it. That's so what it means. But so that that's even crazier because, as you know, this in the artist world, you obviously are looked down on by other artists right. that are better or right. So. Or have better work. Him. Right. So what I was telling him, when it comes to actual art, and you consider yourself an artist, anybody can draw a picture and sell it and whatever. But the thing is, there's a very fine thin line when it comes to that kind of medium, which is painting, drawing, to where you can go to a museum in New York and somebody can literally type on a Mac, and print it out, and it just says existential. And people are like, whoa. Wasn't that the That's same art. thing with the banana that was right? It could be a banana taped peel. on the wall. Yeah, exactly. You know, and they consider that an art, and he got paid a lot of money for it. And then yeah. you have your Picassos, your Leonardo da Vinci, your Raphaels, and they probably got paid less for what they did. Donatello. But Are you just naming the Ninja Turtles? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Shredder. Shredder. <laughs> he was like a Jack Pollock kind of guy. But, um, but see, and you they. Put them in the same level. They're still both artists. They're still both professional artists. So there's a very fine thin line. The difference between that medium to music is that it doesn't matter what, it, what matter whether you play reggaeton or whatever. Reggaeton, you can think about, you can have your idea about what it is or whether it's good or not. But like as town. far as what it is compared to country, oh no, not country, uh, <laughs> to where like contemporary music or jazz, reggaeton is a lot bigger because it's more popular. Uh, popular. Yes. Popular. It's it's a very interesting subject because uh, I I always felt like when <clears throat> when I when I play the drums I'm horrible at time timing correct I can't uh, that it's weird they say that because the drummer's supposed to be good at time <laughs> yeah well, no. that's so, one of the things so, that... so the thing with like Tren like we jammed that's that was our thing we sounded really good we worked I, together yeah I think your audition to Tren was literally the question you play drums yeah <laughs> you're in <laughs> do you know how to keep time. <laughs> Yes. Yes. You're in. Like yes. right yes. to your face. Yes. 942. Good. You're in. Freaking. Four shows later. Oh, I'm not really good. Keep it tight. But that's a debate too. Is like uh, you can have your uh, session drummers that are doing yeah. studio work. Right. But right. then you have your live. But see, yeah. and I'm not sure if you guys know this. I'm not sure if he's mentioned it before in the podcast. Bro, I feel uh, like you're getting real close to me. That's. I'm, huh? I feel like you're getting that close. I feel like I'm going lower like, and lower. No, like, getting, it's like, like right now I've drank about this much. I'm assuming it's like a six pack I, I, because it's a bigger beer. He's beer drinking beer. his beer, not this 25 year old arm in that from France. Give it here. Give it here. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna drink one of your fucking hot ass beers, bro, because uh, the beer witch never came by. Yeah, you. Why, why do musicians drink hot beer? I, I fucking don't, so, but it's my. It's <laughs> my you're not a musician, wait. It's my publicists. <laughs> I'll just call him. <laughs> hey, in my own right, I am. I own, okay. I own two guitars. You're right, you're right. You're right. And I play Top by Southwest. <laughs> Twice. I actually say, say that Bitches. story. Say that story while I enjoy a fine 25-year-old. 
What, it's What's already the end of the story. Twenty-five-year-old Armagnac. Yeah, you were going somewhere with, with your story. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that's sick. that's him for you though. He chose off, yeah. and then he finds little snippets of something else, and he'll go that way, and then he'll go this way. And then, <laughs> yeah. The thing like, is, I got distracted because my my. I think it's an artist. Called me. I think it's an artist thing. Right? Yeah. Uh, what was I talking about? Wait, who knows? I was talking about. I was sipping my beer and session you, drummers. Session, session drummers, drummers versus. All right, let me let me finish on that. While I sip on my. Wow. <laughs> We're gonna be here till 8 p.m. Bro. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. It's real good stuff. 25 year old. It's 25 years. 25 years old. Actually, tomorrow I'm turning 25. Tomorrow's my birthday, actually. Yeah. For real. Well, okay. First of all, we're gonna get there. But uh, right now. <laughs> so you're saying that this is older than you? That is older than me. I'm actually gonna turn 25. Yeah, correct. That right, doesn't right, make right. sense. You're taller. <laughs> anyway, um, anyways, go back back to the back. subject. We'll go to that. We'll go to your birthday. It is a stupid birthday tomorrow. Uh, anyway. It's about me, damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking about time and uh, you, right? And it's kind of weird because uh, you've mentioned, I'm not sure if you mentioned before that he, he drums, because I'm pretty sure the audience has seen every single one of Josh, Joshua Morales' podcast. Um, every single one. I'm not sure if you've mentioned before that you're a drummer, that you've played for the geniuses like Arsales <laughs> and uh, the almost as genius as Arsales Tren. Um, shout out to my boy Jesse and uh, Frank. <laughs> Oh my god. And uh can you, <laughs> you never and, get to the story? But it's the thing. Right. It's the thing like I mean. in Tren, uh myself and Jesse, Ray Jimenez, we would write the songs and we got the opportunity to play with with Josh and Josh was became a style within the band. So if we were to have had a drummer that was skillful, that was that can take can uh tell better time than you can, yes. if anything, right? <laughs> Uh, he would have literally played the song the way he remembers or how he knows and how his education has gotten him to play it. But he cannot groove because uh, we could probably even say, even if you didn't think you knew what you were doing, you were doing something that we based our style off of. Mm-hmm. And that we later found out that it was uh, ballroom reggae. Right? Ballroom reggae. Something yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So And then we started doing disco. So every song that we had, we would do this ballroom reggae style with disco. And that was our thing. So because we had you as a drummer, it grew into a style. I'm not sure if that makes sense. And obviously we can't not give credit to Jesse for writing the songs that he did or myself, right? But the groove was not what I was thinking. But when you were playing it, I was like, dude, keep doing that. And then from there we had these ideas. And I think Jesse would agree too. So you don't have to be the best drummer or you don't have to be the best timekeeper. Right, but uh, that is just on the roof. Because when you think when you think about him, one of my biggest influences is the Beatles, and they have Ringo, and people have always said that he wasn't the best drummer. Well, they say that about Lars too. Yeah, yeah. Don't fucking get me started, bro. All the damn millionaires are making fun of those millionaires. Shit, don't even get me started, bro. But I still remember. I still remember. I I forgot who said it, and it was so great. It was probably me. But uh, (laughs) this guy said uh, Ringo Starr was not the best drummer in the world. But he was the best drummer in the world for the Beatles. So, Josh, that, that's the same thing they say about you're my Ringo too. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same thing they say about Lars. Though. He's he's not the best drummer in the world, but he's the best drummer for James Hetfield, the singer. Oh, yeah, for Metallica. Yeah. So I got I got something to tell you. All. Easy. I fell victim to office politics, and I got pushed out. Of a company that I was working with for two years. What? That is correct. I, I fired you. You're right about that. But uh, no, I'm joking. What do you mean? So there's office politics. I'd never been part so, of office politics. So before you had uh, your Alamo Digital. You no, no, no. They they were a client with 
my company. Gotcha. But recently they decided to part ways because of office politics. I know who he's talking about. about <laughs> yeah, but I had never I had never experienced that before. So I was like, I was like, where? How do you base? The, my uh, my input into the company, like your value, value. How, how are you basing it? Is it based off of metrics, data, and analytics? Because if you see it on paper, yeah, it's going forward. It's right. getting out to the right people, and it's uh, it was office politics. It was, yeah, yeah. It was, well, wouldn't you assume also? I mean, it's just like everything else. Mm-hmm. I will because maybe you said you've never been part of it, but I always thought I've never been. It's yep. it's like evolution. Like whenever they feel threatened by a by someone or something. They'll try and push you out. Yeah, it's, you know it's, I mean? it's like, weird. But if you do too good of a job, but yeah, and see that kind of reminds me of uh, like bands. You know, bands have that. Like when I came into Tren, I started this band with Jesse. You came in, and you feel that sometimes that that animosity towards like, oh shit, he's really really good. I want to be the good one, and you start kind of feeling certain things. I've had that with several bands, and, I, and that happens within the company when you get feel threatened by somebody. But I don't know. It was weird because, because like obviously I have the podcast, right? And I, at that time, I was talking about everything about coronavirus. So I was kind of trolling Mayor Darling at the time. Okay. I was like, "Hey, dude, come on my podcast. People oh, yeah. want to know yeah. what's going on." Yeah. And supposedly he was going to call me. He had my number. He was going to call. Really, never happened. And I posted on Facebook a little skeleton of a, yeah. a skeleton holding a, a phone. I think it's like that. me waiting for Mayor Darling oh, yeah, to that. to yeah. answer the call me. So I don't know if it was that because obviously it has to be political, correct? Or or was it because I was doing podcasts that didn't fall in agreement with how they saw things? Wait, so so you assume that you assume that he had a connection somewhere where they? I don't know. Okay. I honestly don't know. I, I I just feel it was office politics, and they wanted to push me out. I didn't want to say anything, but early when I got that phone call. <laughs> I didn't want to answer it because I thought it would be weird, but I just wanted to put it on. That's that's interesting. It's interesting, it's interesting. but I'm, I, I feel like it's it's not a nuance. It happens all the time. You know what I mean? I, I've seen it happening a million times. Like, but but where where is it? Like, uh, how do you how do you justify it? Is well, what I'm trying I mean, to say. If you're asking if it's ethical, obviously it's not business wise, right? All right. Um, but people with power can do. What people with power can it's a do. very it's a very strange feeling to, yeah. to feel powerless yeah. and kind of silenced. Yeah. That's that's the great thing about the podcast is because I can talk about this. Yes, right. and I don't have to worry about anybody. Like, all right, well, you're gonna you're gonna get scratched because I know what you said. I know, Mister Darling's these people. They know my people. <laughs> you, you have no association I, with yeah, this. Yeah. With yeah. On that, not gonna be touched, but we probably cannot be friends after this. <laughs> on that note. Who do you go for for reliable information? Okay. Oh, easy. Obviously, it's not Fox. Facebook, YouTube, Fox, no, CNN, no, no. ABC. Uh, I, I My do. neighbor that lives across the street. Yeah, he's really, really good at. It. <laughs> when it, when it comes, I mean, he knows this because I actually I kind of talked to him a lot about like the stuff that I've heard, the stuff that I read, things of that nature. Before you go there, uh, I was going to ask that. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if you wanted me to chug this. Oh, no, you no, sip, you sip this. It's a 25-year... Okay. <laughs> is that why you, so you interrupted my fucking... Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I didn't want to be uncool. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, am I supposed to chug this? Am I supposed to... Come on. Uh, what, what was your question? <laughs> so where do you go for reliable information? So you have to balance it out, I think. I mean... But how? I go from... like. And this is true. I go from your big guys, CNN, 
to also Fox because you have to have a balance of both kind of angles or views. Uh, I go through the more, what do you call them? I, I wouldn't call them underground or more subtle because they're pretty big companies. There's a Vice. Vice is, Vice is really is good. Really good. Uh, I also, uh, surprisingly, you get a lot of information from comedians. A lot of the late night guys right. make like very precise kind of like tone in the comedic way, right? But they they kind of let you know what's going on. So, I mean, you're talking, you're Stephen Colbert, you're Jimmy Kimmel, you're, yeah. shout out to them, because yeah, I know they're watching. You're Seth Meyers. That even though they, there's jokes tied around them, there is actual a, truth. A, real, a real tone to it. Right. A real concern, especially in times like this. So, yeah. right. I feel I, like I, it's, it's a balance, I think. Yeah. A lot of people get their information. I've, I've got a lot of information from them. I myself get my information from the office of Mayor Darling. <laughs> Damn, well, because, uh, Damn. I've only seen him do his own I videos, you, man. I got you, man. Hey, can I, can I make a quick comment, Josh? Dude, so I, I, I can't, I, I'm not gonna silence you, man. <laughs> at, at whose expense? <laughs> no, I just realized. Okay, so what did I tell you today? I go, and I even told you when I got in here. I go, you know what? To pay homage to uh, to Josh, right. I wore a right. shirt that. Josh would wear, right? This is just his style. And I just saw right now, can you please hold up that coaster? Ah, yes. <laughs> like, they were saying that I have an eagle. I have an eagle. Yeah, he's wearing. Yeah. So, first of all, I didn't buy this and I didn't make it. All right, it was a gift. <laughs> it was a gift. No, no, but the shirt. Look how shirt, similar yes. it is. It's a flannel, yeah, red flannel, a red, red and black, black flannel shirt. I also wanted to pay homage to uh, Josh, so I'm not wearing any underwear. <laughs> That's... And I'm wearing his glasses. Show, give me his pair of glasses, sunglasses. Boom. See that? Oh, geez. We're big fans of yours, actually. I don't know what that is. Oh. So, it's anyways. Uh, so, the coronavirus. It's a very interesting Fuck. thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't have anything here. Actually, before we go there. Oh, uh, check your phone. My phone? Huh? Oh, the chat. We have a chat going on. Oh, wow. Nice. So, we're in, well, I'm in a few uh, different chats. and. Uh, oh, are you? <laughs> I have different circles of friends, it, by the way. Is oh. this like so? Don't say anything. Or? Don't say anything. Apparently, but is this for this? What the heck? Or is that something else? Huh? Is this for this or is this something else? What's for something else? Like whatever you're. No, no. She's telling me to look at it, but I don't. I, I don't get it. <laughs> so your wife is interrupting me talking. Yeah, she's interrupting you talking. Is she gonna bring beer? Or no. <laughs> Do you need one? Or can you get? No, it? no, no I'm already good. <laughs> but no. So uh, what I wanted to talk about because uh, like, like in I four said, minutes earlier. <laughs> Earlier, uh, I mentioned that you approached my people and you wanted to do this podcast. And uh, after that, we, I didn't hear from you, whatever, your executives didn't get with me, whatever. And a couple of weeks passed by and I had it stuck in my head that I really want to do this podcast now. I got excited about it. You know, I can really come out. Okay. Not like that. But okay. uh, I, I can get out of my cage. I can take off my shirt if I want to, which I will. Okay. After this but... Uh, and then I told him, well, we're going to do this podcast because he, he had been doing podcasts with several people through uh, because of the pandemic through via Facebook Live or, you know, whatever. So I told him, when are we going to do ours? What the hell? You told me you were going to do this. And he was like, no, the thing is, like, I actually want you to be next to me in the camera. Like, I don't want to do it over the phone. Like, I want you here with me. I so coming into this, I was kind of weirded out because I didn't know what to expect. 
just why I bought my. That's why you brought Vic. <laughs> as a witness, I felt I haven't like had I a real. I haven't had a real guest in six I weeks. Might have been raped. <laughs> I'm not sure if you noticed, but he's been touching my leg every now and then. Can you see my leg now? You know the way over here. You did mention that, like, dude, I'm a little scared. <laughs> Like, like, hey, like, you know what I brought you? I go, like, yeah, I'll, because of Josh, because of yeah. his rape eyes. Right, right, right. And mind you, mind you, I was gonna wow. bring my whole entourage because I have a group of people that always walk with me, right? Because I, I, I always feel threatened. Alex, right? You know, I feel, yeah, yeah, I have I Alex, feel, my yeah. boy Alex, my boy Jesse Ray Jimenez. He never followed, uh, no. A paperclip, uh, little gunshotter. Stapler also. Yeah, you know, like I got a lot of people, man. But obviously, uh, this building here cannot hold all my my click right so uh, obviously i just had victor here so i was threatened and i was thinking about on the way over here i'm wearing a cute top i'm wearing very nice glasses a cute top or I'm, a cute top? no a very cute top oh, cute you know what I mean? like, a, like a cute tip and top. if he wanted anything to happen uh something's gonna happen something something's wrong so but he's been behaving I mean, how many, how many, how many times did you change before we actually started this yes. podcast Thank which you, uh, i think Vic can attest you're, to you're asking you, me Josh. how many cute Tops I went through? <laughs> yes. Before Josh, I can get the Josh, right before, before we started rolling, uh, didn't I distress my my anger about how many times? I was like, dude, I, I literally said this. I go, Josh, fuck, man. This is the fourth <laughs> shirt that this guy has changed into. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that you mentioned how many shirts I, I changed You own it in your car? Are right. you homeless or what? <laughs> no. Yeah, I do have... Like 25 shirts in my car just in case i have one for every single location bro if even you need a place to stay let me know you have to have all your clothes and your <laughs> no since you never know man i my my publicist will call me or you know mayor <laughs> darling will call me and say, hey man we're having a party come over and i'm like is it a polo shirt <laughs> a dressy party thing. is it a tank party because we have a lot of tank parties that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you can go home and change. Why do you? Nah, have it's a, too are you home, okay? I'm ready to go. Tell the people of America: Are you homeless or not? No. Do you live in your car? In my car, I have different outfits. I have for, several for different hours. Several, <laughs> several four packs of Miller sixty ounces. Just in case, right yeah, they're they're hot. Some of them, some of them pop. A four but, pack um, with the six. Uh, because I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah, no. So I always have to do four because if I do more than four, I get crazy. <laughs> So the other ones, I gotta just chuck them. <laughs> Is just you trash them. So, yeah, I trash oh, them. so you buy wow. a six pack? Yeah, yeah. But you throw away. Yeah, yeah. It's too much. Wait, it's like that's three, lo- that's, three low, packs. that's low key flexing right there. You that's, just trash beers. Yeah, man. Like, Is that how much money you make? I, yeah, well, you know, I chuck them, fam. That's what I do. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw that behind you, but that's a big coronavirus pinata. Give can I bring that out? But yeah, I think they can see it. Maybe, maybe not. Is there a hole in it? That yeah, actually is a hole. There in is there. a hole in there. Yeah. I wonder why. Uh, can you put it on your head or no? So I got that from my friend Janie. Her father actually makes pinatas, That's awesome. and uh, I had it for a long time. And I was gonna, I was gonna break it. We we're gonna break it probably like two days into the whole lockdown. Yeah. But we decided to hold off until this whole thing is over. But it doesn't seem like it because, Whoa, brother, you haven't met me after four Millers, sixty <laughs> ounces, bro. I break that shit real quick. Did you know that? I'm very confused as to okay, go ahead, Josh. I, I get real drunk after four minutes. Did you know that there were a record number of people that went to the island last Friday and yeah. Saturday? Uh you were one of them. No, I went the week before. Oh, oh even even better. Worse. Yeah. Yeah, actually, even it was better was... because that whole week after everybody went. There was an influx. I think like twenty-seven thousand people went to the beach. Let, let me let me find it. Find it and let me know, and and let me know what cited sources. 
Oh, the, it's through the monitor. I don't know. If, is that a trustworthy? <laughs> Locally, yeah. Locally. Locally, yeah. So have you all gone to, out to eat since the whole, they no. reopened restaurants? The only no. restaurant I've gone to, and uh, no plug-in intended, uh, no, it's Water Waterburger. And Water also, uh, uh, one of our local places, uh, which I'm a big fan of, and I perform there too, The Quarter oh, yeah. in McCallum. Great, great. And I, let me they, just say they've that They've been too. taking care of you, right? Yeah, they've been taking care of a lot of the musicians, man. Um, they were one of the companies that decided that they were not going to open yeah. on May 1st, even though we they were able to open up, I believe, to uh, 25% capacity. They decided not to because of the safety of both their employers and their clientele. So, uh, but within, uh, for a couple of weeks now, they've actually, every weekend, they've been sponsoring free meals to any musician, any musician, and that's awesome, man. That's like they're awesome. already losing money, and then for them to do that, that's that's beautiful. So that's I want to thank awesome. I want to thank Liza and Manny for doing that, and also I do want to mention we did a video last last week on Friday. Uh, Ram Danasi. Oh, that was a words. really good video, man, dude. That's a great song. Period. He reached out to several artists, so he did a song. He has a song called Fire, and he got fifteen artists. Uh, to collaborate with them. We all did our little lines and everything. We did a video. We got uh, the camera guys worked with Adam Sandler before. Talented guy. So check it out. There's a video out there. They do have a GoFundMe page. And again, all that money is going back to the community. They're not nice. keeping any of it. They make shirts. We are one. Beautiful nice. shirts. Check them out. If you guys can respect the literally the companies that are keeping you safe and yeah. still sponsoring and taking care of their own. Nice. Beautiful. Check it out. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting time because uh, when you they reopened the restaurant, so you can go in 25% occupancy, right? So I took my wife out to, I won't name the place, and we had a horrid, horrid experience. No way. So they were going to... Okay, gonna, what, what letter does it end with? I'll, I'll let you know off the podcast. Oh, off so, the air. By the way, you but, can pay 50 bucks extra. VIP. VIP. After the podcast After series. the podcast series. <laughs> Mind you, the after VIP thing, we're literally going to be wearing do-rags, <laughs> tanks yeah. with, with NBA jerseys, straight gangster. It's very different from this. right? You're going to want to do that. And it's only $150. $150 for 30 so, minutes. So if anybody knows me, they know I 100% support local restaurants. Yeah. 100%. You're right. But when I went to this restaurant... Was this a local restaurant? Local restaurant. Okay, so now so, we're whittling down. Yeah, it's local. And it was it was appalling. Like, okay, I'm going to tell you the experience. I'm not going to say what it was. So they were going to sit us with somebody, right? Uh, sit us with a group. And, and my wife was like, no, I don't want to sit next to people. Sit them with a group? Sit us with a group, and that's the time where you can only have six people in a group. You have to, you have to, uh, you have to have them sit six feet apart, right? The social distancing, and we're like, no. So we ended up sitting at the bar, right? And uh, we get served. We order our food. Food's amazing. And then uh, the bartender, I don't know if it's a girl or a guy, uh, starts chatting, whatever. And we chatting, chatting along, and then. Uh, Put the gloves, masks, and everything right, like you're supposed to. Yeah. And then starts talking to us, and then he comes. The person comes out of the bar, and like starts poking his mouth with his teeth, showing us his teeth, like fingers in his mouth, with the gloves on, like what? literally, like right this next to me. And I was like, but why? What was the reason for of him picking his teeth? He was showing us his teeth. Mike, <laughs> when you open your mouth, I feel like sometimes I, random spits just come out. 
Not really? only that, I think out of this whole podcast, there's three of us and we're very talkative. That's the first time if you go back, it's just dead silence when you see, did that. Like, why? And you're like, we're like this. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's weird because obviously we're not sitting and the whole six feet thing, it's still, it's still there. You still have to do that, right? And right yeah, now, we're not wearing our masks. But the thing is that we've made out with each other several times, so we're not worried about <laughs> anything. We're not going to catch anything that we haven't had. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just but to get that out of the way. The point of the story is that while all these other restaurants are hurting and struggling yeah. and they want to reopen, they want to get all these people into their bar oh. or into their restaurants, this is happening. So, okay. So that goes back to my argument about what I said would be, would suffice as, as a way to reopen. If HB's done it, if we've done it, if everybody else has done it in a very safe manner, it can happen. But if it's like that, that was the first then- day. That's what I'm saying. If it's like that, then why be open? I wonder if it, that's just an isolated incident because I feel it is because I know a ton of restaurateurs, a bro, ton of bro, restaurant how, owners. How many, times, how many times have you gone out other than that time to somewhere public like that? I've gone to a few places already and, and they're very clean. Very, very clean. clean. Yeah, very clean. Even even some of my clients that reopened again, they're taking precautions to the next level because yeah. they don't want to be the person that they get COVID nineteen at their place. So so let me let, let me tell you something about like my business or what I work for, but just to kind of give an example of the way other businesses should treat pornography director. Go. <laughs> uh, they should treat. What's I've going done some on. films from him. <laughs> we pretty much we pretty much uh, we took the approach of. Are we are are we gonna create a liability issue for our staff and our customers? Right. That's a huge lawsuit. Yeah. If you create a liability issue, so that's why we've taken insane measures. We're about to actually get. Uh, I'm not gonna say this, but there is. Sleep real quick. Yeah, but so so I won't say it because it might disclose things. But yeah, we've taken insane measures because we always have that in our mind. Right. Can, am I creating? A liability issue for staff and our customers, our clientele. Right, and uh, and I think everybody should think that way. Like, yeah, and, and it's and it's cool because I, I I obviously we have to give props to HEB man. Uh, they've been doing a great job. Yeah. Every time I go in there, I went in there today, and uh, I am I am gonna say something that they might not approve, but I love HEB, and it was nothing big anyway. <laughs> I got what I wanted, but. Uh, Wait, uh, every time I walk in into HEB, <laughs> they're cleaning every single cart. They have sanitizer. Some places don't even have that. And they take care of their own. That's It's beautiful. They've been open. They've been very great about that, you know, keeping the six-foot difference and all of that. So today I had a problem. I had a problem. What was the problem? And it was a personal problem. I tend to drink about seven to ten cups of coffee a day. And it's fine because usually the night before I had a lot of... That's why you have four millers, bro. And uh, this so is I, at two thirty in the afternoon. Yes. I says to myself, I says, which is something that Victor says a lot. Uh, I need coffee creamer because I'm not gonna take that black. I need some sugar in my life. So I went to H E B to get me some creamer. I got French vanilla, old fashioned, whatever. And I went, what the fuck and are you I about? was a bit hungover from the night before because I had four sixty ounce millers. And I ended up buying a lot of stuff. I got, you know, smell goods, uh, chips, coffee creamer. Those uh, smell goods. I, that, like smell goods, like Glade, yeah. connect them. Ah, I got you. Whatever. Hey, well, put like, in your sentences, put like a little comment there because we don't know if you're putting that together. I think when I say I bought some smell goods, everybody understands. You said smell goods, chips. 
So that's why Josh was a little confused. He's like, "Oh, well, chips shit. smell good too." I've never, I've never had such a thing. <laughs> chips smell good too, and it was H E B brand sour cream and onion. Anyway, anyway, it mirror, anyway Greg sounds finish? like he's Wait, trying to drop finish, sponsorships please? everywhere. <laughs> so for a while, I've, the only stores that I've gone to would be either this one local corner store where I get my four packs of Miller. Or H-E-B or Walmart. I like going to H-E-B. It's my shit. Me too. Uh, so when I went every single time, one thing I didn't like, and I understand why they were doing it, which is because of being very cautious, they weren't doing daily baking. What they were doing is that they were baking and then automatically sealing that, you know, whether it was a dozen or a six-pack or whatever, of donuts or sweet breads, okay, which is smart, gonna... which is very smart because... They don't want to do it daily because they're exposed to it. They're not going to leave it in the actual container because several people are going to be touching or whatever, which is very smart for H-E-B. Beautiful job. So My problem is, and this is my problem. Oh, we haven't gone to the problem. No, Jesus problem. Christ. This is why I, why I have my He's problem. He's an artist, eh? <laughs> when I go to H-E-B, I do not want to buy a dozen donuts because I live by myself with my cat. And what? I live with my cat. And... So when I, I'm not going to buy a dozen donuts or a six pack of donuts because I know I'm going to need them all. So they haven't had that, which sucks. I can't just get one donut because I, I all overdo it. Normally you would so be able to. today, which is to my, wow, H-E-B, right? To my surprise, they had uh, packs of two donuts for a dollar. And I thought I hit the jackpot. I woke up early today. I woke up at 1030. And then I I uh, stayed in bed. I was awake, Jesus. and then I woke. I actually left my bed at one p.m. Wow. And I went to go get my coffee creamer and my donuts. And this is my problem with HEB. Wait, I know what? we're still at the problem. I know <laughs> that you're doing us a service, but it was not fresh. It was a stale donut. And one of the worst things that I've ever experienced in my life, besides a stale donut, <laughs> was probably. Only one Red Bull when I come into every show or every podcast that I do. You only got me one instead of two every as I podcast. request. How many podcasts have you done? Jesus Christ. I've done several. With, several. Bro. Oh, wait, he's still not finished with his story. Is he? Oh. No, I'm not, I'm not finished. So, he's like I said, one you. problem that I had this shit is, like is that down. when you're I... attacking HB. No, this shit is getting no. shut down like in the next 30 minutes. <laughs> what surprises me is that you're not taking this as serious as I am. I like to go to a bake, the bakery from HB and get one donut. To my surprise, they had packets of two for a dollar, which is good, right? So I took three of them. I took them home. I ate all six of them because I took three of them, but they were all stale. I went to the point where I was eating and eating so I can climax and get my kicks off and feel where they, where uh, at least one of these are going to be fresh and they weren't. So, the, so, so okay, so let, let, let me, I, I just... Let me I, be clear. You did not climax upset. at any point. I didn't find any pleasure because they were all stale. You're, and that's the only problem. You're that I upset because HB has had our backs throughout this whole pandemic. You're upset after all they've done. You want a little They're, bit more of this? Yes, please. You're upset that they were they were being still careful with your donuts and not producing your individual whatever it's, gets It just you. wasn't as fresh as I wanted it to be. You Jesus. know, I, I feel like sometimes you when know, I bite into an HB donut and it's right off. And they can't do that again, obviously, because of the pandemic. It's not their fault. But it's their fault that I had to eat six of them to understand that all of these were still. You just and went, it was a big problem for you me, just especially went a, before I was going to do a very important podcast with Josh Morales. Let me know whenever you're done with 
am I drinking this? Are you are you single? Am I drinking this? <laughs> Whoa, that's very single. Are you single? Yes, I am. What does the single oh, world look him. like? I'm asking him. You've had like a 30 minute conversation. Dude, no, about, about, about tirade. Yeah, I, about I sex. It's a, it's a donuts. tirade. I forget. I forget. Uh, getting this podcast off. was about. A member of my entourage or my clique, whatever. Yeah, go for it. Fuck no, I am not a member of your entourage. All right, so you're single. Mm -hmm. What does a single man's life look like? I've been married for a long time. Okay. So I want to know what it is that you experience nowadays. Okay. In 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 your world, you know what? Before you go there. Oh Jesus Christ! Before you go there. No, and it's it's relevant. It's relevant. It's actually interesting because Josh has been married for how many years? Ten. Uh, wife, are you here to uh, confirm that? <laughs> Nine. Yeah, okay. You're married. I have a girlfriend of six years. And Victor, you've been alone and desperate for <laughs> several years. I don't know if he's, so we I have don't know three, if he's desperate. Yeah, I mean. we, have, we have three different circumstances. We have a married guy. We have a guy that that has been in a very healthy, that, long-term that, relationship. That should be married, but it's not. Long-term, <laughs> healthy relationship. Thank you for saying that. And uh, <laughs> a lonely Desperate single guy that is just so um, honestly. Sad. What uh, is what is the dating scene like well, now in in twenty twenty um, or twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. It depends on the way you look at it. To me, obviously, it's very different from when maybe you started courting your wife, right? Courting. It, it's very different from how you making maritals. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it's. It's evolved just like everything else, and you have to. I know it sounds technical, but it's not. You have to evolve with the times. You have to understand uh, the way dating is. So now, for example, in your times, my times, in your times, whenever you were single, when you were single, back in the nineties, there, there wasn't, uh, for example, dating apps, right? Right. Uh, that's big in the single world, in a sense. It depends on where you're at, the city. Like bigger cities are more uh, probed to it, more it's more prominent there than it is like maybe some some small community like the valley. Um, to me, maybe that's why I'm single kind of often because I don't I don't necessarily see a problem with it. I am more just like you, Josh. I'm more concentrated. Even though you're married, I'm more concentrated about my career, how I can be better, advanced career wise. Make more money, and right. then so look uh, back it, do you not think that maybe it's because nobody wants to be with you because you're miserable <laughs> and you have nothing to offer? It, that it, has ever it's a part of your that's, mind. That's one of the theories that uh, some astrophysics has posed to. <laughs> because when my girlfriend asked me, "Hey, uh, you hung out with Victor last night?" Yeah, yeah, we had several four packs of Millers, <laughs> and uh, we got real drunk. And he was like, "So how he's doing? How's his love life?" I was like, he's just like, he's just never going to find anybody because he's, <laughs> he has nothing to offer, baby. That's, and then she agrees with me. And we have a healthy relationship, as we've always said. But you've never thought about that. Then maybe it's that's you. A, that's a healthy relationship, right? Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's yes, a, that's I saw a, you shrink like a <laughs> <laughs> So in the world of social media and the world of dating apps, yeah. it's, it's, uh, you're free to do whatever you want. What he's asking is how many times a week do you get into Tinder? <laughs> no, Grinder. So, so do you use do you use Tinder? No, so I've used it before, yeah. I have used it before. Um it's look Is there a certain type of person that goes on? No, that the Tinder? cool thing about Tinder is that people that have girlfriends, uh like boyfriends that have girlfriends 
and guys that are married can also use it, which is kind of cool. <laughs> no, you can't. No, because uh, no, so, I don't know anything so, about it. I assume. So, so pretty much, like, look, this is, everybody's different. Everybody's different. Everybody has their perspective as to what they're looking for. Some, some people want something very serious. <laughs> some people want something very serious very soon. Some people don't. Uh, to me, what I love is, is, to be honest with you, is meeting people having different ideas as to how they think the world works. Uh, if, if, it, if it constitutes with, with going on a Tinder date or Bumble is another big one. Bumble? Uh, Bumble. Bumble. Bumble is another big one. Uh, just meeting somebody and just like, hey, where the fuck are you from? What do you do? How'd you get here? Like, yeah. that's interesting to me enough, especially right now when we're in a situation that we can't really see too much of other different uh, people. Yeah. I, I get inspired. Um, I get... Like, yeah, I guess that's the right word. Inspired by just learning new things and yeah. learning how people are in right. different different ways in which, uh, or different backgrounds in which they came from. The thing is, Victor, you're single and nobody's going to believe whatever you just said. <laughs> no, I mean, we want to know how many like, times a day you hit up Tinder and how many times you're successful doing it. <laughs> because if it's a, the number that we, we number, want to numbers thing. then maybe I won't have a girlfriend. Maybe he won't be married anymore. <laughs> Is it is it a good app? How often do you use it? Does it work? That's I don't. What we want to know from a single guy. I don't, I, I don't mean to knock you out because it doesn't it doesn't go towards you all, but or maybe it does. Um, <laughs> I just don't settle. I've never settled. Oh wow! So, wow. <laughs> Where that you say that? You, you, no, you wait. You know that but uh, uh, I want to do this Imagine real quick before we be, before before we get into because dude, I'm I just opened up my third. And I got another one to go, and this is it's gonna end up pretty pretty bad. So I uh, have something for you. Oh jeez. Yeah. So um, as you know, besides Arsales, in Arsales, it's weird. I want to talk about that real quick, and then I prepared something special for Josh. Josh doesn't know this, right? Uh, with Arsales, every single time we've had a show and we performed, there's been times where our boy Frank Muniz, who plays bass for us. Frank uh, the Tank. Frank the Tank. He's I so him, lovable. Right? Actually, I've written him. about him. Uh, you know what I mean? Like He's the grand mediator, the I, grand I, mediator of I the band. Jolly. Whenever we would fight and I would tell Josh, like, you suck. You'll never be anything in life. <laughs> He'll come in and he would like, hey, like, come on, dude, guys. We can get along, whatever. And then when Josh would tell me, I hate you. You're so handsome. And I can never be as handsome or talented as you. Josh would come in. I was like, come, guy, come on, guys. Let's not fight. Whatever. He was always a grand mediator. And uh, so he would do this thing whenever we do that Arsales show, and he would say, I don't want you to say anything until about the third song. Let me just talk for you. That way you seem mysterious. Because the music that we do for Arsales, the first album at least, was very uh, alternative and mysterious, right? And whenever we did that, I guess it worked, right? And then at the third song, I would say something, and, you know, I got Haynes thrown at me. Haynes? You know, no workout brawls. No free pub. Me. No free pub. No free pub. Whatever. No free pub. <laughs> so, and I thought it's weird, man, because I had a conversation recently uh, with the father of my boy Cumbia, who's from uh, Clipper G's, who's fucking place I was supposed to go to at 10 in the morning to get my hair cut and I didn't wake up. His dad is Carlos Guzman. He's a Tejano legend. And he had a conversation with me and he gave me some very, very good advice. And he told me, um, you have to understand, man, that you need to figure out what kind of artist you're going to be. What kind of voice are you going to have? How, are you, how do you want people to see you? And Arasales, I had told him that Frank 
tries to make me the mysterious guy because the music that I write for out of silence could be like that. The second album is completely different. In real life, in front of my friends, Victor has always told me, you're the funniest person I've ever known in my life. Fuck and no. you're definitely the funniest person in the group. <laughs> That's a negative. Josh has also told me that. But whenever I go to parties and I hang out with my friends, I always do something stupid and I'm always trying to get attention. That's right? a quick fuck no way. So like, Ars- oh, Ars- I was Ars- looking at something over there and I heard that. I'm like, no. Arsalis is a rock god. Whilst Greg Gattasai is just like the regular funny guy, whatever, right? So aside from that, I also do composing, and I compose a song for Josh Morales. He Bring doesn't know out. about Bust this. Bust it out, let's hear it. There he goes, I'm going to take these off real quick. And I'm going to get my guitar. Dude, you're <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like every story of his is like 20 minutes long. Dude, <laughs> how many, like, I mean, think about it. No, even when you ask a question, he still asks a question for you. Like he ends your question. All right, let's 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 hear let's hear this. So this is a original composition. Yes, yeah, I wrote for you. First time being heard. Okay. Have you heard it? No, no, he hasn't. So I I uh, earlier today because I got so drunk off of my four mailers last night. Four four mailers. Sixty ounces. Uh, I went jogging. Just so I can get the, you know, let me, let me get the bad, bad vibes off of me, man. Let me sweat them out. And while I was jogging, I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to give Josh a gift. And what better gift to give him than my voice, my beautiful <laughs> singing voice. So I wrote a little song for your podcast. Let's hear it. And it's, uh, I hope I remember it because I just did it. It took me about two minutes. But uh, anyway. <laughs> is that too much in tune? Should I put it out of tune a little bit? I make mean, it sounds weirder. Can you just do whatever you want? Okay, here we go. Jesus. This is a song that I did. This is my gift to you, man. Let's do no. it. It's the Joshua Morales Podcast. Probably the best podcast in the universe. It's the Joshua Morales Podcast. Probably the best podcast in the earth. It's the Joshua Morales Podcast. Maybe the best. In the US of A, it's the Joshua Morales podcast. Okay, maybe the best in the RJB is the Joshua Morales podcast. I think that's gonna have a permanent home as the intro of of the actual podcast. This is, this is where you pay me. No, pay no, me. no, I want you to pay me. Twenty-five more. year old ten thousand dollars. <laughs> But it is, it is, it's interesting to say that you are an established uh, composer. Yes, you, get, you get paid to compose music, and you still get paid monthly. I sure do. Or how, is it, how does that I, work? Oh, I get royalties, man, every three months for things that I do. But uh, I, I've done a couple of uh, uh, jingles for certain places. I've done, uh, I've, I think, your first podcast. Yeah. Uh, I've done uh, several love jams that Victor likes to use whenever he makes love to his Tinder dates. <laughs> Tinder, and it's just me pushing, pushing, pushing. Your voice in the background. Pump it faster. We're gonna pump it faster. One step to the front. Yeah. At some point, they're having sex, and then they're dancing, and then they go back. Let's go back to the sex. All right. So before we finish off the podcast, let's talk about the coronavirus thing. I'm gonna go back to it because it's one of the biggest pandemics that has ever hit our modern world. So obviously it's it's thrown the you're in quarantine. 
Were you really in quarantine? Because I've seen a bunch of snaps and, no. and Instagram stories. That- I, I I work, so I'm in the sense not in quarantine because I'm still working. Right, like, I'm still exposed to that type. But like I said, we I, we take ridiculous measures to. I mean, nobody in my company has been. But not in your company, in a personal, in a personal level, because I saw you all together in some Instagram stories. Yeah, so they're. I mean, if anything, outside of work, they're in my place. Yeah. Typically, everything happens. Yeah. Uh, We've had like several other things where Greg's there, Alex is there. Yeah. Hey, who's quarantined? He's quarantined. Um, Juan is there, who works with me. Right. Uh, so there's it's them literally, but it's it's uh, uh it's them literally, but uh, but it's I, weird because we still have the six feet thing. Like, difference, I guess. But does that even matter if you're hanging out in the same... Yeah, but I guess it also depends on how... The way we're sitting, we're speaking, not facing each other. We're always something different, right? But at the end of the day, man, uh, I actually wanted to talk about how... Because of the whole quarantine and how it might change... And how it's affected your life. Like, with me, obviously, my job, whatever, I, can't, I can't perform. I still have to go Facebook Live or whatever. But for the most part, you miss... Physical human contact. Mm-hmm. And it just made you realize, holy shit, as much as people are ugly and they can be ugly, like you cannot be without them. It's so oh, weird. Yeah, it is. To the it point is. where Victor was like, dude, I miss you. I miss uh, how you smell. <laughs> not at all. And I'm like, dude, I miss hanging out with you too sometimes, kind of. Don't let it we should probably hang out. But it's true. And um, when I started doing the Facebook Live thing, I, I, was, I was wondering, because we talked about this last time. And uh, he said, how do you think it's going to affect the music industry? And uh, whether you think this whole Facebook Live thing is going to continue going. So there's one thing you have to understand. Uh, A lot of people that had never used Facebook Live before, including myself, have started using it because it's a a financial gateway where you can actually make any kind of profit from it. Metallica has been doing Metallica Mondays and this and this. And they have a huge following. Yeah, Almost yeah. as many followers as Absalis. <laughs> Probably more. No, but uh, so what they're doing, you have to understand, if this starts, let's say they open up the economy, they open up everything, and they start doing, uh, they, they continue going with the Facebook Live. You have to understand this. Let's say Metallica was to be brought down here to the Bird Ogden Arena plug-in. Bird Ogden Arena, which probably sits, I don't know, like 15, 20,000 people. I'm not sure. Every person that went to go see that concert is, paid, is going to pay paying a very good amount for that ticket, depending on where you're sitting. But it only houses anything from 10,000 to 20,000 people. If they continue the Facebook Live, they would probably do something where you play a lower premium, a lower ticket price, right? But instead of having access to 20,000 people max, you now have access to millions of people right. because it's metallic and everybody's going to want to do it. You, pr- you play this. They give you a code. You can go into the Facebook. They do a VIP thing for you, and yeah, but it's not going to affect the people that are local musicians. You're literally going to get killed. I, yeah. I, I'm thinking that. And at the end of the day, this is for the audience. Metallica. I can tell you, and mind you, I don't want to speak for them. I don't like going Facebook live. I rather perform live. I rather do it in front of an audience. I'm, I'm assuming every artist probably thinks that it's just. The fact that you hear the clap, the fact that you hear the people that are you know, responding, like a responsive audience, it's very, very different. There's people that have gone to shows like Woodstock, whatever, that still have their ticket stubs. Oh, yeah. From for that sure. time that they went to that <clears> concert. <throat> so you can't take that away from the audience. 
So it may grow, and it might be uh, good for big, big artists, but I don't think for local artists. What 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 concerns me a lot is um, that obviously the professionals, the actual medical doctors, CDC, the WHO, they're saying that there might be a resurgence. Oh, for win- sure. In the winter. Oh, I think and, it's going to happen in two weeks. And see, and see, that's what's very concerning to me. Like, even though I, I, I get it, like I'm still out in the field and I'm out there. But because of our precautionary measures, I, I, I feel comfortable with that, right? But um, just knowing that if, if everything full-blown reopens when the winter comes, yeah. it's going to be... I mean, the professionals are saying, it's not me, it's not you, Josh, it's not Greg. It's actual medical mm-hmm. doctors are saying, look... You're saying winter is coming? Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, plug, like, plug, plug. That's get true. It, get like, it to Game it's, of Thrones, it's true because the way this virus kind of survives, like it, it, it hates the heat. It really does. And well, when, there's, when the summer times come around, you have a more probable chance of it going down. But what happens in winter? Well, it's a weird, it's a weird uh, disease because it affects old people that have underlying conditions already. Right. It's killing people, but then it also affects certain children. And then there's people that are asymptomatic that don't show any signs of it, yeah, but they pass it on. Pass it on. So, it's, so it's a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So you become a host, right? Yeah. Even though you have... So... Oh, hold on, hold on. Wow. You become a host. We're in a podcast <laughs> where Josh Motorola is a host. <laughs> Do you have COVID-19? Right. Yeah, 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 no. Oh? All right. So we got a question. We got a question for you on Facebook. <laughs> it's my, uh, my publicist. Your publicist is back there. So this is question is from Yao Sam. He's my buddy. Uh, so he asks, uh, what are what do you recommend artists do to help them build their sustainable brand during the crisis? I got mm. very good advice. Good question. I got yeah, very great, very good question. I got very good advice from. Uh, I just released a song called Marvel Love Affair that we did together. You did a video for it too, mm-hmm. uh, and I had a conversation. We did a show with with uh, Rock and Roll James from ninety four point five. And he came up to me, and I, I gave him some advice. I said, man, is there any way you can help me out? What can we do? Whatever, that's mine. Well, anyway, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. I'm giving. I'm all giving. <laughs> Don't put it there, because... Go ahead and the, carry on. The fishes might come. And, uh, and he told me, whatever you do, anything you do, it's a brand. You have to treat your yeah. song as if it's a brand. You have to treat your name as it's a brand. You have to treat your image as if it's a brand. So anything you do, even if you're writing a song, I'm not sure if you're a performer or if you're a musician. Uh, y'all sound? Artist. Oh, no. He's just a, he's an entrepreneur. Okay. Okay, there we go. Even then. Uh, same, very similar. So anything you do, anything that you're pushing has to be coming. It's coming from you. So you yourself are the brand. The way you, you know, provide your image, the way you want to sell, the way you carry yourself out. So everything has to be as if it's a product. And don't deter from that. Period. Surprisingly, I agree with you for once. That's true. Uh, this is this is something that it has been very prominent in my field. And somebody told me this once. They told me that exact same thing. Uh, a mentor that I see, uh, he told me like, "What is your brand?" He asked me, "What's your brand?" I go, well, "What do you mean? I've never been asked that. What's your brand?" Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, and I go, well, I, I don't understand. He goes, "Well, what do you want to be known for?" Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> do you, you want to be known for? Uh, customer service, you want to be known for sales, you want to be known for whatever it is. What do you want to be known for? And that always stuck to me. Christian singers. That, <laughs> that, that you should make your brand as to what you want to be seen as. Yeah. 
right which yeah. goes along with what you're saying and to to add to that like i said earlier i had a conversation with uh with Tejano legend Carlos Guzman, who gave me a, a very good information, how the difference between Arsales, which is a serious thing, and the way my friends know me is more like I'm always messing around, I'm always doing stupid things, obviously around, right? And with Arsales, I never showed that because I didn't want to correlate like, oh, I'm just like I'm just always messing around. But take me seriously when it comes to my music. <laughs> you can't do that. You have to distinguish yourself right. differently, right? But I like being this way. I like to get drunk on four millers. You know, I like to have party with my friends and this and this. So I started doing and separating Arsales from my personal life and doing you know, stupid videos and because I like having fun. So yeah, man, just uh, whatever you do, you do have to separate yourself. If you're going to do something that it's not going to be at the, a positive reinforcement for your brand, like I said, my example would be Arsales. You separate yourself from Arsales. That is what it is. And you do something else, but you do it under something else. Because if not, they're gonna compare those two, and your brand might be affected by it. So, yeah. All right. So, thank you guys very much for having me or having you all on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. I think the alcohol. No, I think we had alcohol. You, you had me on. I think on, I'm always on my podcast. You, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, by the way, guys, this podcast is brought to you by themarketplatform.com. It's a website that connects buyers and sellers across the Rio Grande Valley, across Texas, and literally across the nation. It is a website where you can buy and sell, and you can sell anything. You can buy anything as long as it's 100% legal. Uh, sign up for a vendor account and start selling today. Fellas, thank you. Cheers. Thank you Cheers so much. For us. Yeah. Cheers, guys. You guys are staying safe out there. Be the best. I'm, I'm a double fist. <laughs> oh, double handing. See y'all later.